So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go back to, um, we're going back to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8, I believe, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Now, does everybody have the concept of grace giving down or grace? What, what, do you, what is the concept of grace? Tell me, what is, what is the concept of grace? Okay, go ahead. All right. Okay. All right. Something we get that we don't deserve, but how do we give grace? How how do we how do we apply that to giving? How do we how do we do that? Okay. All right. I want to, I want you to write this number down for me. Twenty two percent. So if we're going if we're going to tithe right. We, we tithe, what we do is we would tithe, if we're going to Old Testament law, Old Testament law suggests that the tithing, they would bring, actually it's 33.5% when it's all said and done yearly. So what the children of Israel would do, they would give once a year on their salary. So let's just say I made 70000 right? Well, I, I, we, I, in my mind, I'm thinking 10%, right? What's 10% of 70,000? 7,000. 7, What's 33% of 7,000? Of 70,000? Right around like 30 something, 21. 21 what? $21,000, right? So the tithe, the law was very hard for some people to keep. Right, But the people understood something. They understood that, man, this is what God requires of us. And when you look at the Malachi passage, God says, now, here's the problem. right? So just think about it. right? You're making that much money, and then you know you got to give 33.5% this year. But this is why when God wrote Malachi, when Malachi was written, he says, and test me now in this. The reason he was saying, test me now in this, is because he understood the hearts of the people. Because, just think about it. You're like, man, I got to take $21,000 to the bank, to the church. You know what I mean? It's for the temple, it's for the priest, it's for the widows and orphans. You follow what I'm saying? So, the tithe didn't just go to just the church. The tithe went to take care of the things concerning the church. And this is one of the areas that God says to test him in. How many have tried prayer? Does it work? Let me ask you this. Does it work? All right. How many have tried uh, praise? Does it work? Does it work? Yeah. All right. How many have tried tithing? Oh, I won't call it tithing. I want to talk. Call it giving. How many have tried giving? Does it work? How do you know it works? You tried it and what? You've seen the fruits, right? You've seen the results of it, right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for again for your word. We love you. We give you all the praise and honor and glory. Thank you, Father. Forgive us all of our sins and bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. All right? So go to that 2 Corinthians for me. 2 Corinthians, we stopped off. Where did we stop off at? I want to show you something here. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, and, and, and we're getting to chapter 9 now, okay? 
what was the what was the point? What was the point? What was Paul? What was uh, what was Paul doing? What was happening in Second Corinthians chapter eight? Let me see if y'all been listening. I want to know if you've been listening. All right, what was happening? What did I tell you was happening? So anybody remember? Boy, y'all gonna make me. Y'all gonna make me. I have to teach it over again, huh? They were giving out of their poverty. All right. Uh, no, they were not giving out their poverty, but the other church was giving out of their poverty. All right. You got that backwards. <laughs> what else? Well, y'all, do y'all be listening? What you think, Jason? You think they'll be listening? <laughs> Jason laughing at y'all adults. They had made a pledge. To give to the churches in the region, right? And what had happened was, what had happened was, they had stopped doing what they said they would do. In other words, they made a pledge and they didn't do it. Right? So Paul now tells them, listen, it's time for you to get, it's time for you to get back to what you pledged you would do. Father says, it's time for you to get back to basics. And, but Paul was speaking to them now from a, from the position of saying to them, listen, I don't want you to do this out of compulsion. I want you to do this because it's in your heart to do it. Now, saints, I want to tell you something. God is the giver of grace. And we also can Extend grace. But when it comes down to giving, right? We have to look at giving as not something I have to do, but it's something I love to do. Because what can I really give back to God? For all of His benefits. Right? Go to verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This is where we kind of stopped off last week, but I want to finish it. I want to go into chapter 9 right quick. He says what? But thanks what? Who what? Mm-hmm. Back up to verse 14 real quick. He says, at this present time, your abundance being a supply for their want, that their abundance also may become a supply for your want, that they may be equality. As it is written, he who gathers what? Much did not what? Remember we dealt with this last week? Did not have too much. He just had enough, right? And he who gathered little had no lack. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about living a life with no lack. Come on, somebody. Can you imagine living your life where you don't need anything or have, you have no lack? Come on, y'all. I'm not rich, but I have no lack. Come on, somebody. I would say it one more time. I'm not rich, but I have no lack. There's pretty much nothing that I cannot do for myself that I remember the day when I couldn't keep $5 in my pocket. Listen, I, I remember the days where I was so broke, I couldn't even pay attention in church. I wish I had somebody. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. But I thank God that he has elevated me in my faith 
Amen. To understand that I'm no longer bound to a percentage because I love him. So if we're talking grace, we're talking about not below 10, but 50%. But hold on. In grace, you don't really have a percentage. So it's what you purpose in your what? Heart. In other words, I should give God what? Everything. In that case, right? But watch this. Watch what he says. He says, but thanks be to God who puts what? The same earnestness in your heart. What? In behalf, in behalf, I'm sorry, on your behalf in the hearts of Titus. For he not only accepts our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he has gone to you of his own accord. And we have sent along him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has what? Spread throughout all the churches. And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us this gracious work which is being administered by us for the what? Glory of the Lord himself and to show our what? Readiness. So I believe this. I believe that when it comes down to worshiping God with our gifts, we should have a readiness to do it. Does that make sense? A what? A readiness. What does that mean? What does that mean? A readiness to do it. Right. Okay. Not not being pulled and pushed and primed and you know what I mean? Like like you know, like I really am ready to do this. Today is first fruit day. First fruit collections Sunday, right? I'm ready. I was eager. I've been ready for about three weeks. <laughs> Seriously, man, I'm like, because you know what? I started in December. I started putting up $100 a week because I already know what I'm going to pledge. I'm ready to bring that to the Lord, even though I forgot at home. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Amen. All right, now watch this. Watch what he says. He says, watch what he says. Taking what? precaution that no one should discredit us in our what administration of this generous gift now if you're reading your how many you're reading your daily devotions what are we talking about be having a more becoming a more generous people the first scripture that we read the first day was what 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 is it what 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 did we what did we uh conclude that God is owner of everything That's right. That's right. amen that God is what owner of everything and so if God and because God is over you got to believe that Be, and and so when it comes down to money we shouldn't have a problem with that because we understand it doesn't belong to me. Now, here's what you have. You have a choice now. Listen, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said they went out. They went to a certain place and when they walked in, they bought everybody something. I'm like, I said, I said, how much did that cost you? 
said, well, there was six of us, about 70 bucks. I'm like, wow, 70 bucks, you balling. But when we come to church, we hit on the low end. You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, we, what, 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 what is it about money in the church that we struggle with? When God is the supplier of everything. Come on, does that make sense? And so I want you to be released from the law, and I want you to be under grace, so that when you give, you're not giving out of compulsion, you're giving out of what? Readiness. Amen. Watch what he says. Watch what he says now. He says, for we regard, for we have regard, verse 21, for what is what? Not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. It says, and we have sent with them our brother with whom we have often what? Tested and found diligent in many things. But now even more diligent because what? For as for Titus, he is my what? And what? Now, what Paul is saying to them, because here's the, here's, the, here's the problem that most people struggle with, especially in church. Paul is saying all these things because he's reminding them or telling them that the person that's handling your money is credible. I wish I had somebody. Can I tell you something? If you don't trust the administration of your church or the administrators in your church, I believe that that's the reason some people don't give. Am I right or am I wrong? Right? Like you're suspect as to, hold on a minute. Who's, who's handling this money? Now, the money that Paul was trying to collect from this church was over $100,000 in their time. So, he was stating to them, he was, he was sharing with them, listen, the person that's handling your money, he's my partner. He's a partner in this. And so, I say to you that if you have any suspicions, hello somebody. That you have to settle that in your heart because maybe that's the reason you struggle in giving. Not you. I'm not talking about you. Talk about anybody else. Now watch what he says. He says, for as for Titus, he is my partner. Verse 23. That's the key, that's the key word. That's the key verse in this chapter. One of the key verses. Watch what he says. He says, therefore, open... Uh, therefore, open openly before the churches, show them the what of what of your love and f- and for our reason for what boasting about you. Paul says, "I'm boasting about you." Now let's go to chapter nine. Now, chapter nine is cold. Look at chapter nine. It says, "For what superficial, superficialists." For me to write to you about this what? Ministry to the saints. For I know your readiness of which I boast about you to the what? Now you know what he's saying. He's saying how he was boasting about them that they had pledged 
such and such amount. And this church was about to, you know, be helped. He was boasting about them. Look what he says. He says, namely, that a cheer had been prepared since what? And your zeal has stirred up most of them. See? The zeal to give, the preparation to give, the readiness to give, the, you follow what I'm saying? The, the, the fact that they really wanted to be a blessing to these churches. Man, that's awesome. You know, I, people, we ought to get excited about the gospel work. We ought to get excited about the fact that God's church doors are still open. Come on, y'all. But I don't want to just be a blessing to this church. I want our church one day to be a blessing to other churches. Amen. Well, we can help other people who used to be like us in the deficit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When we come out of our deficit, we could be a blessing to somebody else. Here's how I look at it. When I look at the deficit, and this is a new revelation God gave me the other day. We're in, I'm in here preaching God. Saying how good God is. And how great he is and how wonderful he is. The, the Lord owns everything, right? Cattle in a thousand hills, he owns everything. So if that's the case, now, and because that's the case, why is the, his church in a deficit? Is it because of his ability? What is it? Oh, what'd you say, sister? It's us's. So therefore now, it's not God. It's who? It's us. It's us not trusting God. Isn't that something? We will trust a car dealership with our social security number. Come on and help me. And our bank account for the draft every month. But we won't trust God. Come on and help me, y'all. That's private. That, that's private business. That's shoot. That's, watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, I, I, I'm bragging about y'all. But he says, but I've sent the brethren... You know, they say all money ain't good money. And then they also say, you know, don't count your chickens before it hatches. That's what I'm seeing right here. As you see that in the text, that's what I see in the text. Because look what he says. He says, but I've sent the brother. See, to me, it seems like a trust issue going on here. Does it seem like a trust issue? Why did Paul send them? He said, I sent them because in order that y'all boasting about you may not be made what? Empty in this case. So that as I was saying, you may be what? Prepared. Verse 4. Lest if any Macedonians come with me and find you what? We not speak of you should be what? Put to shame 
let, 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 let me say something about this. Let, let me just say, I see a word that came up several times. Whenever you're reading scripture and you see words repeated itself, repeating itself, self, it, it's, it, you have to pay attention to it. Because it's a word that, that, that is important to the writer, but he's trying to drive home a point. Here's his point. Preparation. Now, I'm getting ready to finish teaching on this. And we're getting ready to move into emo- becoming an emotionally healthy person. That's what we're moving to next. But before we talk about becoming an emotionally healthy person, amen, we have to get our emotions together about giving. Because I don't want you to be an emotional giver. Come on, help me. I want you to be a giver that's prepared. And if you prepare properly, come on now, God will properly bless you. Some of us, our blessing comes in spurts. It's not consistent. See what I'm saying? God, you, you, know what, you, you know what you're dealing with. But God says you prepare on the low end all the time. You don't prepare in grace. You prepare in percentage. Ah, I just said something. What we got to do is we got to prepare by grace. So when we say grace giving, we're saying there's no percentage, baby. What we're going to do, we know what we're going to give today. We're going to pray about it. Whatever number God puts in our hearts, that's what we're going to do. How many, how many give like that now? How many give like that now? Okay. How's that working out for you? How do you know your number is above or below? Is it, is it, below, is it below 10? It's never below 10, right? Because when it comes down to grace, right, we're not bound to a percentage, y'all. So it's, okay, God, what do you have me to give today? And what you do is you give that way so that you're released from the obligation of it. And now it's giving from a heart. Now, what did that do? When did you start doing that? When did y'all start doing that? Okay. And how does it feel now? To g- November. Okay. So, so how how did that how did that work for you? How how did it feel to you? Like, what did it do? Well, first of all, how was you given before? Okay. <laughs> what did it, what did it do for you? Tell me what it did for you. Okay. We pretty much make about the same. So it was always the same. It never changed. Now it changes. Okay. It changes, right? Go ahead. And I can say um, what happened when you start saying pay, uh, pay your tithes correctly, I didn't realize it clicked. I was like, ooh, I had a raise. I got a raise, but my percentage had stayed the same for years. So that's why I say I can't claim that I'm paying more and above because for all those years I was, I didn't didn't calculate my raises, right? Okay. God put a number in my head to give anybody 
Okay. You know, and I'm thinking below, and he tell me to step it up, and I say, okay, okay, let me hurry before I, I pull back. So. Amen. 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 Right. It's right. It's freeing. Right. Is it freeing? It's like I have no control. Okay, and I'm a trust. I'm a trust you because I have no control. That's what it's about. See, and 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 that's why what I try to do is even when I look when when I see myself going with the same number for a period of time, I said, okay, now something ain't right. Now, am I going back to the law? Or am I, or am I operating grace? Go ahead. And your faith is... Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. Now, can I ask you a question? When you trust him just a little bit more, are you losing anything like if you were to really look at it right okay let's just say it's an extra 20 right or 30 or 50 or 60 or 100 let's say it's an extra 100 right let's just say that does it affect your life in any way this okay okay Okay. Okay. So did it come back? It, now that, I think it's sustaining me mentally and emotionally at work. All right. Not financially. All right. Not financially yet, but, uh, but watch this. But see, we don't give to get back financially. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Because you could lose that job. It, you could lose your mind while keeping that job. See, so I want to say this, that it doesn't always come back. Just like with my AC. Did I tell you about my AC story? That te- I told the leaders about my, okay. Uh, the other day, my AC, I don't know what, what's going on with my AC. Yeah, and something's wrong. Call, I said, I had two guys to call. I called one guy, he came over, and, and it's amazing. He comes, he looks at it, he said, he went up in the attic, did something, and started working again. Comes downstairs, now this is a, a, a commercial company out here. This guy got like six trucks out here, you know what I mean, for real. He's like real expensive. Okay, he calls. He don't, he, you know, <laughs> when he cut, this ain't the bootleg one. I said, I don't want the bootleg one. I want the real one. Right? Because sometimes you got to step up your game. You know what I mean? You got to stop going to the shade tree mechanic. And you got to go to the dealer. <laughs> and I understand dealership money is tough, right? But see, I believe a lot of us limit ourselves because we're already thinking in our mind it's going to be expensive. I'm trying to help y'all with something. We got to change the way we think and realize that you are a child of God. And if you are a giver, then you have positioned yourself for grace. Come on, help me. Where's your faith? See, here's the thing. I'm not trying to use the spiritual answer to get out of it. Okay? But I know if I give above what I should have given and I still got bills, 
my question to you is, how do you know if you don't try it? How do you know? How, how would you ever see God work? See, that's that would be the the thing for me to say, okay, God. Pastor said first fruit. Okay. I know what I got, know what I need, but I know, but guess what? I know I got this bill coming. So Lord, I'm trying you on your word. Well, just one time. I'm going to try you on your word. I'm going to try you on your word. And when I try you on your word, I have never seen a person who tried it and it didn't work. And listen, 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 listen to this. Even if they didn't even have the faith, <laughs> right? I've watched God do things for people in this church. I'm talking about no other church. I'm talking about this church. In 15 years, I've watched God do some things in this church that I've never seen before in my life. But the problem with us is that we forgot who created the bills. <laughs> Amen. Now, Sister Andrea said something. Now, I know if I gave above, I know we ain't eating out this week. But then you go to work and somebody bring you a whole platter. Or, you know what I mean? Or, or something just happens, you know what I mean? And, and God just blesses you in such a way where you never missed it in the first place. The guy come over, he said, I said, hey man, I said, how much do I owe you? He says, you don't owe me nothing. Now, he told me it was going to be the blower, which was 1500 bucks. You know what the first thing I thought about was my first fruit. I said, well, I'm going to have to take that money from there. But here's, but here's what you don't know. I do have my $1,000 emergency fund. Oh, I got it. And so if something goes wrong, the average emergency is $1,000. Now, I would have had to find the other 400 but my first mind went, I, I, listen, I struggle with the same thing you struggle with. First thing I think about, man, I can't get that money. I got to get that out of that first fruit. Lord said, you must be out your mind. Now, what kind of harvest do you want this year? See? And so it's a matter of trusting and having faith. But when the man, now watch this. I was ready to pay $1,400. you all ain't trying to hit me. Oh, man. Y'all hear me? Watch this. He says, three things you can do for me. He said, number one, I'm short, so put the ladder back upstairs because I can't reach it. He about to, <laughs> Mr. Hahn. Second thing he said, pray for me. And third thing he asked me, he said, can you explain a passage in the Bible for me? Because I know you're a pastor. Who pays with prayer? Who prays with explaining scripture? Do you know what that cost? I, I talked to my student who's an AC guy. You know what he told me? That trip would have cost me two fifty just for him to come and look and get up in that attic. 
And then he went outside to try to put Freon, didn't need Freon. But they would have charged me for the, all, of the, all of that. Then he had to come back again. Then when he came back, went up in the attic and said, oh, what it is, I found another problem. He said, there's this a loose wire. When the unit shakes, it, it's a loose wire. <laughs> come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Now watch this. Now, if I wasn't a giver, you know what would have happened? Joe Blow would have went up there. You know who Joe Blow is, right? Joe Blow would be like, man, oh, man, you got big problems. You got huge problems. Right? And so here's what we're going to do. I need to fix this. I need to rewire this. Here's your bill of five, $600. But so, so what I'm saying is doesn't always come back in cash. It comes back in favor. You see what I'm saying? And so what we have to realize is this. Your bills are always going to be there. Let's get good with that. As long as you live, you're going to have bills. All right, let's just, get, let's just get down good with that. Okay, but giving to God should not be a bill. Matter of fact, I want you to keep your money. Keep it. If you think this giving to this church is you paying a bill. No, 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 no. I want you to love God and be free to just release. Now let's read. Look what he says in verse 5. So Paul is a little suspect, right? You know what I mean? He's a little like, man, I don't trust you guys, but because <laughs> your track record ain't there. You know what I mean? One minute you're doing it, next minute you're not. Come on, read on. So I thought what? I thought it necessary to, look at the words he's using, to urge the brethren that they would go ahead of you, to you and arrange beforehand your previously promised what? Bountiful. What? Gift. That the same what? Might. Be ready as a bountiful gift and not affected, affected by what? It can't be bountiful if you want to hold back some of it. Paul says, listen, don't let your promise be affected by covetedness. You know what it really is when we hold back? We're coveting. That's a sin. Thou should not covet. What covet is, right? Hmm? Hoarding. Hoarding. Yeah. Just, you got 10, what was it? Uh, 10 for 10. You know what trips me out for real? You know what kind of what trips me out, y'all? I tell you what trips me out. I got to tell you what trips me out. What trips me out is people will go to a restaurant and they will eat. No problem. You're like, what happened? Where did they get the money from? Seriously, like, but when it comes down to God, they're like, I don't see the benefit. See, see what I'm saying? Paul's like, dude, what's up with y'all? 
Look what he says. He says, let each one do. I'm sorry, back up. Verse 6, right? Now this I say, he who what? Sows sparingly shall do what? And he who sows bountifully. Do you not know that first fruit, I want to see you blessed this year. So you got to sow today bountifully. Today. Listen, now don't take your tithe or your gifts that you were going to give to God on your regular and put it towards your first fruit. That don't work. This is called sacrificial. Because I already know somebody going to do that. Amen. I know a few people could do that. Right? Look what he said. Let, he says, let each one do just as he has what? Purposed where? Purpose where? Not what? Grudgingly. Or under what? Who does God love? Everybody? He loves everybody, right? For God so loved the world. <laughs> he says God loves. That whole thing right there should change my mind and heart. If God loves a cheerful giver. I want to feel the father's love, y'all. Look what he says. For God loves a cheerful giver. And watch what he says in verse 8. And God is able. He's what? That word able means power. God is able to make all grace abound to who? You. To who? You. The one Who's not coveting. The one who's a bountiful, who's bountifully giving. The one who is not sparingly giving. The one who's not giving under compulsion. The one who's giving cheerfully. Has set himself or herself up. To experience an able God. Come on somebody. And God is able to do what? To make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in what? Everything. You may have what? Can I tell you this? And I'm done. I believe in this because I've lived it. And what, I, what I'm saying is this. I want to live in the abundance of God's blessings. And you and I can do that. If it's $5 you're starting with, and then you go to 10 and then you go to 50 then you go to 100 then you go to 200 then you go to 500 you go to 1000 you get to 2000 you get to 5000 how can you get to those numbers if you keep hanging around in shallow waters? Try it. Can I give God $5,000? Can I give the church $5,000? Not just the church, but can I give? Can I sow that big? How is it that the people who have bad doctrine 
They got bad doctrine, bad teaching. Right? They sowing big money. Five thousand dollars a lot of money. That ain't no money. Five thousand dollars ain't no money. Ten thousand dollars ain't no money. So why? Because when you have an abundance, not in not in money but in assets, then you realize it's a bigger picture here. That was sowing bountifully, so that we can reap bountifully. Amen. Amen. Let's pray.